Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Audio courtesy of Westwood One. Good morning. Good morning. I felt bad for Buffalo last night. Felt bad. Felt bad. Didn't like it. Um, I was happy for, it was weird. I was happy for Detroit, and then I felt bad for Buffalo. I was like, ah, that sucks. I felt bad for him too. Part of it is I'm just just sick of Kansas City. And it's, it's nothing personal. I, I know that we had one playoff game with Kansas City. I know why. I don't I don't hate Patrick Mahomes or anything like that, and I obviously don't hate Travis Kelsey. It's just been six straight years now that they've gone to the AFC Championship game, and it's it's fatigue. Fatigue is set in. Plus, if they end up winning the Super Bowl, then nothing's going to matter next year. Every person that does this for a living is just going to be compelled to say, well, I mean, you're not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to bet against Kansas City. I guess unless Kelsey retires, even then, you're still not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I uh, I have a bit of a theory there. It I don't think it ever really... St- I don't know if it's snuck, unless you are a fan of the Raiders or Broncos or Chargers to whatever matter. I don't think it really snuck up on anybody until this year. Now, let me, let me make this abundantly clear. I have nothing against her. I have nothing against her music. I, I really can't name a song. I would know it by hearing it. But boy, I've picked up this groundswell of people who are just going after Taylor Swift. Like football, hardcore football people who are mad like you're in in their sport. Like general people have an interest in their sport. Like I think most people tolerate, who are hardcore football fans, I think they tolerate, I think they to- tolerate pop culture once a year and that's a halftime show at the Super Bowl. And usually they just rip whatever halftime show there is. You follow me on this? And this is pop culture. Like you see Jason Kelsey Travis's brother, and he's in one of the suites in Buffalo, and he hops out the window shirtless, <laughs> and the whole family's there, and it was a nice thing. He picks up the girl to go say hi to it's Taylor a bunch Swift. Of, by the way, bunch of Clevelanders in that suite. I didn't see I, that. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. You and I both know Joe over at Barley. He oh, was he in was there. in there. The marketing wow. guy <laughs> marketing guy for Travis Aaron, who's been with him since the very start. Okay. Those I are, don't know him, but yeah. I want that. I'd see, I didn't know that. That's incredible. Gosh, Joe was plus, in there. Plus, plus, you know, Kelsey's mom. And I mean, yeah. it, is, it is amazing how many people they flooded into that suite. Those are like old style suites. Well, it's an old stadium. Yeah. Uh, those are like, oh, like, yeah, we'll just put it on top of here. It almost looks like yep. one of those, like, like the way those suites kind of look, it kind of looks like a construction trailer. Like you go in there, it's like, all right, this is where we're running the, 
well, run of the show from well, here. Dustin Fox in the second half got into another one of the suites. Oh, Dustin the, got into a suite. There's with, a surprise. With the ex, with the ex, uh, the Ring of Honor guys or whatever with with Buffalo, and he took a picture, and people were like, "Dude, there's just like a cooler." In there, like a like a stadium makeshift was built in cooler, and I'm like, this is a very old stadium. Yeah. They are building a new stadium. So you had all that pandemonium going on in the one suite, and then you had Dustin Fox with like Ashton Yabuti <laughs> in another one of the suites. <laughs> it was not glitz and glamour in that suite. But I think that's I, I think that the hardcore football fans that we talk to, I think that they're finally like, all right, that's enough of this stuff. And they did. They had a bit of a rough regular season. Yeah. They were trying to get it figured out with their wide receivers. But when push comes to shove, greatness is greatness. And here he is. And it's going to be something because eventually they'll probably get some good wide receivers again. And they'll be able to replenish as long as they draft correctly. And they'll be back in it again because the guy is, you know, Mahomes is unstoppable. Now, again, I got nothing against the lady. I certainly got nothing. And I love love. And I like that he and uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are together. And that seems like a nice story. But I think that finally it's sinking into a lot of people going, man, they've been there six straight times. Like, I'm getting a little bit tired of seeing the damn Chiefs. It's every year. In the AFC it's Championship game. And, and and again, if they end up winning the Super Bowl, there's just no reason to pick against them next year. Because no matter what God, they I'll lose, no matter, no matter how they reshape their team, you're just going to pick Kansas City. How like, it's going to be very boring, I think, going into next year. So the only teams that stand in their way, obviously, now are Baltimore and most likely San Francisco. I mean, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. talk about whether or not Detroit has a legitimate shot. San Francisco did not play well in their game and and still came with the V. Plus, they lost Debo Samuel very early in that game. Yeah, I think did. he had like six or seven snaps. What else mm-hmm. is new? Um, and Purdy was not good. The weather was was not helping Purdy's cause. It, it definitely caused him some issues. Is he? I know we're doing a lot of, at a very short period of time. We'll, we'll spread it out here in a second. What, what are we? Your read on him to start this season was, well, really? And then, like, a lot of people, it seemed like they overdid it with Brock Purdy, with him, and to the point where you're like, okay, let's let's ease up a little bit he on was, Brock Purdy. He was you're, the MVP odds on with, like, three or four yeah. weeks left in the season. But when you saw him against us, and you've always, and we've made jokes about you at the bar at Ames and making a joke in front of his family that you didn't know his family was there. But when you see... Brock Purdy now, like what? Are, what are your, what are your feelings on the media's feelings on him? Like Amy Trask, who's been on this show a bunch of times, uh, she was on a podcast and kind of it felt like took a swing at him in a way where it, she's naming all these quarterbacks and then yeah. she goes and Brock Purdy, which is like oh okay, well there you go. So people have been a little bit either overly beaten up on him or maybe a little overly sensitive. Like what you, you've had a weird history with well, him. I What's just, your thoughts? I just saw immediately. You know, right after that game and during that game, it was either he was the worst quarterback going in the playoffs or what a Joe Montana-esque drive to what – a, what a legendary drive. And it was. It was, a, it was an unbelievable drive uh, to get San Francisco to win that game, put the pressure on Jordan Love who threw the bad interception. Um, I, don't, I don't think Purdy is that great. I think if he were on 28 other teams, we wouldn't be talking about him. It's- but he happens to be on San Francisco where – it's the perfect spot for him. Well, I think that he, and this is where we're going to make tough comparisons here. And I hate to do it because I think that people are going to hear the one name and they're going to go, oh, God, really, you're doing this? Well, stick with me here for a second. There are quarterbacks that are undeniable quarterbacks. Mahomes should have been an undeniable quarterback. I think if you put Mahomes with the Browns or anybody else at that time, he probably is still Patrick Mahomes. There's guys that are just flatly undeniable. 
And maybe Allen is the same way, even though, boy, I, I you know, I, I could have some big conversation about him, and there's guys that just, you, you cannot, you can't keep him away from greatness. But you got a guy like Brock Purdy. If he ends up with the Jacksonville Jaguars and a late-round pick at that time with that coaching staff, I, I give their current coaching staff, I know it didn't end that well this year, but yeah, a lot of injuries, whatever. It, it, with that coaching staff, are we talking about Brock Purdy? I think you're right. Probably not. No, like, there is yeah, such a thing. There is such a thing as having the right people around you and then seeing the greatness start to blossom. Okay, like I think that that can be said. I don't know if we have to just sit there and say damning thoughts on all these guys throughout because there's one name I'm going to say, but I think if you, if, I think if I say him, then immediately it's going to take people away from what I'm trying to say because you know who I'm thinking about. Like if he were taken. At that time, by any other team in the 1999 draft, if he would have been drafted by the Browns in the 1999 draft, would he be who he is today? Is that undeniable greatness? I don't know. But like he played on a team. He played on a yeah, team I mean, the that first was five of five years of Tom Brady's career. Yeah, people more than more than five years. They were like, if he went to anywhere but New England, this would not have worked. Guys like you and I, we get defensive. Because I, I, you know, people go, and I did this with another Cleveland radio show host here. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name names, but they go, "Wow, they didn't win anything at, at with Brock Purdy." And I go, "Well, they won a Fiesta Bowl with Brock Purdy. Name me in the history of Iowa State football if they ever won a Fiesta Bowl." We always sit there and we say it's a team game. And then I do think in, t- in Brock Purdy's last season, I'm not trying to rip offensive coordinators here, but I think he was asked to do a little bit too much, and he wasn't asked to do too much with the San Francisco 49ers. And there are smarts there, and there's good play there. And and I'm thinking, if this were to continue, if you put him around the right people, then you have to think, all right, eventually he's going to blossom. Like Tom Brady in that defense. Look at that defense. Well, eventually it, it just turns into Tom Brady. Sure. Now, I can't really make a compelling argument between the two, but there is something to be said where, yeah, there's there's nature. There's guys like Josh Allen who are built like horses. And they will put the ball in the air and throw it 80 yards. And there's Mahomes who are built like horses. And they'll throw the ball 80 yards. And he'll take off and run. Even though people still don't want to talk about his feet for whatever reason. Unless they're injured. There's guys like that who are undeniable. And then there's a guy like Brock Purdy. Where yeah, like something can be created out of it. But you need to coach that guy up. Yeah, and if San Francisco, if they would have lost that game. I can't imagine the offseason. Where, it, I mean, it's Brock Purdy. Yeah. He's, it's his team. But I can't imagine the offseason. And the stuff that's getting lobbed their way. Every time they get mentioned, like, hey, you got a great team, you just don't have a quarterback. And eventually, the test will be here. Eventually, it's going to be time to pay the fiddler. And how much you pay that guy, well, that that all depends. Because then you see what these guys can do when you start to have to take guys away because of the salary cap. Okay, well, eventually, he's going to be tested about that. But now's not the time. He has this talent that he has around him. He makes the most of the talent that he has around him. And they're off to the NFC Championship game. Are they favored on next Sunday in the NFC Championship the game? The Niners, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I assume they were, but by, I didn't want to just make rash assumptions. By a lot, right? I think it's seven and a half yeah. right now. Oh. Yeah, they think it's going to be a blowout. Cat poop. It's and a half. And Sorry, we don't know six and a half right now. Started at seven. And we don't know the status of Debo Samuel either. Correct. And we don't know the status of him. Still kind of pulling for the Lions in that case. Yeah, I actually fully pulling for the Lions. Like Brock Purdy, like his family, but uh, definitely pulling for the but Lions. But it's weird. You pull for the Lions, but... I don't think anybody thinks the Lions can beat Baltimore or Hell of a point. Or Kansas City. So you want a good Super Bowl. And oh, so, I want Kansas City so either, next week. Either you have Kansas City rematch with San Francisco, which there's there's gonna be a, a yeah, well you kind of shrugged over. And, and 
to me, I think Lamar. I think Lamar is the is the much better storyline for. But then I say that, and that's not the that's not the Taylor Swift angle. So it's mm-hmm. like maybe the football fan in you. I don't know what people would want. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm just sick of Kansas City in general. I'm full Kansas City this week. I don't want I don't want Baltimore to go any further. I, I'm not no. So we're, you don't think Lamar Jackson would be more interesting, or you just don't? Oh, want, I think he would be you more don't interesting. Want them I just, to have the I don't, chance. I don't want them yeah. to have the chance. I don't want the I don't want the Ravens going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I want Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl. I would I would rather I'd like the Lions to win the whole thing. To be honest with you, but yeah. uh, this week, like I don't care what your guys' thoughts on Taylor Swift is. Don't care. Love Taylor Swift this week. I I didn't mind Taylor Swift before. Love Travis Kelsey this week. Didn't really mind tra- Travis Kelsey before. Want Kansas City win. Want him to go out there and uh and, and beat Baltimore. Definitely want that. That's what I'm looking for because I don't want Baltimore to be in the Super Bowl. No. Well, we I, just, I don't want to lose yeah. focus on we my. We just rivals went through here. it with Cincinnati. Yeah. You know, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. I don't think there's going to be any problem with that because I don't think people had a lot of an affinity to Lamar Jackson here. Um. I don't think people really care about John Harbaugh here. I don't think it's going to be the same way, but no, I'm, I'm not going to lose focus on the site of, yeah, you might be tired of Kansas City, but Kansas City is uh, the best chance to save me from any sort of uh, anguish if the Ravens were to win the Super Bowl. Don't want that. Can't let it happen, and I'm pulling for Kansas City in this case. I, I don't know what it is. I'm not feeling the same anguish for, for Baltimore. I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'd we like have... i to examine that. I think maybe because we have a good organization. Now, we used to say forever, you know, they, they took our team and... They, they got to continue on that extension of the Cleveland Browns back then, and so you felt like that was supposed to be us. Now, because we presumably have our coach, we have our front office, like it doesn't sting the way it, it might have, you know, years ago to me, plus young fans in the area. I mean, that they, they have no relationship to the Baltimore Ravens other than they're a, they're a team in your division. Yeah. But they, they we just went through that with Cincinnati, and it seemed like there were plenty of Browns fans who were rooting but for just, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Well, in... That's a that's a clear difference because I I don't need to get into that. We know that Ohio State likes to claim anybody they possibly can, and that's it. So they you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go ripping down that down that road. But I I would rather see. I know people are tired of Kansas City. People are tired of the storyline. Apparently, a lot of NFL fans. Oh, Tony Dungy went crazy last week. Apparently about uh, Taylor Swift. I know a lot of football fans are tired of the pop culture. Influence there, but uh, I gotta have Kansas City win. It does, I, but yeah, I don't care about the Taylor Swift thing. In fact, I'm I'm sitting there taking pictures of her anytime she's up there, just because my wife said, "Hey, I, send me send me pictures of the Taylor Swift situation," because <laughs> she's glued to it. She doesn't care about the football at all. I I do I do get the sentiment out there that if you are a football guy, you are so sick and tired of Taylor Swift and everything surrounding. Taylor I wasn't Swift. surprised that ta- that tr- that Tony Dungy had a problem with her last week. I'm like, he's a he's a football coach. He's a football guy. Football guys don't they don't like pop culture. He created a defense that people talk about, right? Yeah, people. The, but fo- the Tampa yeah, two yeah. football is guys. Tony Dungy. That's how hard of a football guy. Football he is. guys are not a big. They they don't like pop culture. They, it's it's that simple. I mean, it's it's pretty cro magnon just football and that's it. So I wasn't surprised by that. But anyway, yeah, I, I felt bad for Buffalo fans. Uh, I really like Josh Allen. I don't think Sean McDermott's going to get fired. I don't know if I would fire him. I don't think I would fire him. I don't know what you were doing running the the. It seemed Kansas City knew, like it was almost like Kansas City was in their huddle that they were going to call the fake punt with Demar Hamlin. It was almost as if they. I'm sorry. It, I, they put I, ten I, guys on the field for it. It was maybe to bait them into it, running into every defenders. How on earth did every single player in the Chiefs and a Chiefs helmet All look but one. right at number three? 
they looked right at number three. Like before the ball was snapped, they had their eyes so on it, him going, you're getting the ball. It seems this happens it. after every fake punt doesn't work. Every team is like, well, yeah, we have that. We have that play in them. It has nothing to do with the coach. So, so just any team is allowed well, to call the, the fake punt on their own, and you're willing to lose a playoff game because of it potentially. It does have something to do with the coach because the coach can just say, "No, we're not doing that." But, it, anymore. but I'm just saying, I've never heard anybody when this doesn't go well. I've never heard anybody say, uh, "Yeah, we're not allowed to do that." I've I've never seen it. Every team has this in them with their special teams, and I'm like. Ah, it's too big of a too big of a deal. I don't know. Yeah, that's where I I, I don't I know if I want go, my hey entire. Guys, you know how we've worked on that fake punt. We're not going to do it right now. We're just going to punt the ball back. Well, just because and not give it. them the ball on the thirty. Although yeah. it turns out that yeah, they, it didn't cost them points. Yeah, yeah, the way they fumbled it through the end zone, which is you know still to me the dumbest rule in sports. Well, they actually might change that. Apparently, they are they are going to change. There the you rule. go. It looked like it. They're they're changing that before they get to the the brotherly shove play. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. There was an observation that Lima had yesterday about these games that we have to get dive into next. The Browns are are interviewing offensive coordinator candidates. Uh, Jared Johnson, Ken Dorsey. Jared Johnson is a quarterback coach from the Texas from the Texans, and Ken Dorsey, the former offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. We'll get into that. But Lima did have an observation about yesterday, where as much as things change, they really stay the same. Ken Carmen, Anthony Lima, live on the fan. 8 o'clock, the dangerous one, Daryl Ryder. Lima likes at 745 where, uh, boy, Ohio State got themselves a big win, and no one's going to remember that because Caitlin Clark got <laughs> banged up at the uh, end of the game on a floor rush. I can laugh about it now, right? We can laugh about she's it now because okay, she's right? fine. Yeah, she's fine now. But it's funny to see the video. Oh, boy. Also, uh, <laughs> Not n- condoning it, but it's pretty funny. 9 o'clock, Doug Maurice joins us on the show where I have a very, and this thing going to be too hard to figure out, I have a very clear line to draw between Ryan Day and Aaron Boone. A very clear line to draw. That coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. Stay with us all morning long. 216-474-0092. Also, 9.40 this morning. Uh, you might want to play some Teddy Pendergrass or whatever you want to do over there because uh, we'll have to find out about Mitch's date. Yeah, big date that he had, and we, we, we broke it down big time at the end of last week how this was going to go for him. There you go. Because uh, we're we're removed now. Ken and I are removed from the dating game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend? 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Wow. I told him yesterday, I told him last week, I said, I haven't had a first date in 15 years. So I don't know. I don't know what to do in any of this stuff. There's always time to get back in it. I don't think, nah. Nah. I like to get back in there every few years. Nah, we're good. We're good with that. I, I like coming home and just going to bed. It's a nice night. Now, now in the break, Kenny, Kenny laid out the perfect outline for what we're going to get into, the topics, teased ahead. Our boss would be so proud. And I, I, do, I do have to say that I kind of got to lay waste to all of that because there's, oh, there's an okay. elephant in the room here. What? The amount of tweets for three hours yesterday that was, can't wait to hear at 6 a.m., and then if you heard today at 6 a.m., oh, God, with, oh. you did not hear Baker Mayfield's name he even lost. once on this show. He lost. Well, that, that, that's why. Because half the people immediately when he lost, can't wait to hear Ken. No. Can't wait to hear Ken and Lima go off on Baker Mayfield in the interception. What do you – no. I almost did the what do you want from me, but I know Keith would drive up here and slap me. I don't – guys, it is not <laughs> – <laughs> Here, let me give you a second to collect your thoughts. Kenny. Thank you. Mayfield Thank you. stands you along the right hash in the shotgun. Gets the snap from the center. Hainsey throws over the middle, floats it high, and it's intercepted! Picked off by Derek Barnes! Sealing the deal for the Detroit Lions! Audio courtesy of Westwood One. They went to the divisional round. Guys, you gotta believe me. I have no ill will towards Baker Ohio Mayfield. State. Oh. Shut up, because I got to make sure this is clear. Because I have no ill will towards Baker Mayfield. There is none. There is none. I wasn't sitting there wringing my hands like an evil villain when he threw the interception. Guys, and by the way, that isn't some big thing about Baker Mayfield. This is why the Browns don't have Baker Mayfield anymore. Well, because he threw a pick at the end of a game in a divisional championship game? We just brought up Tom Brady in the first segment. Tom Brady's thrown a pick to end a Super Bowl, for crying out loud. Is that a reason why Tom Brady isn't an all-time legend? No. Is this a reason why Baker Mayfield is or is not an all-time legend? No. Obviously not. He's had a great season. He's going to get either signed by the Buccaneers or by somebody else, which, I mean, if you want to throw a wild-ass idea out there, there's another team. Well, they say they don't need a quarterback, but we all know that they need a quarterback. And, boy, if you want to talk about a guy who does spite as good as anybody out there, Baker Mayfield does spite as good as anybody out there. I, I said, I've been to Detroit. This is on so, – you know, I think that this is all a thing for social media. I think the people, by and large – are just whatever about Baker Mayfield. Fine, 216-474-0092. Were you rooting against, which I, I think that's even more interesting, are you even rooting against Baker Mayfield or were you rooting for Baker Mayfield yesterday? Because I said, I go, hey, I've been to Detroit many times. I like the city of Detroit. I like the people in Detroit. I want the Lions to win, and it's not about anybody else. 
and immediately, like, they go and they find you. Well, they was find it, you, and then they go in and get Wasn't there for your, Browns fans no. a direct correlation but, between how you felt about him out the door to how you were feeling about him yesterday? Meaning, if you were upset that the Browns went for Deshaun Watson and moved on from their first playoff quarterback and the only one to win a game, you know, dating all the way back to how many years, then, yeah, you were rooting for Baker Mayfield yesterday. But if it were the opposite and you had been ganged up on social media by those same fans okay, well then, and you had had to hear it by the, the Oklahoma, the adopted Oklahoma fans who all of a sudden they're airing 92-3, the fan, the home of the Browns, you know, in different parts of Oklahoma. If you felt that way, then of course you were rooting but tone, against Baker Mayfield what's, yesterday. What's done is done, and it's not done, which sounds ridiculous. What's done is done when it comes to Baker Mayfield. I look at it and go, that's it. I, I got no reason to go ripping on Baker Mayfield You're anymore. You're a sports fan who doesn't it hold grudges? Petty. I, I hold many grudges. I just don't hold him a grudge. I don't. I've looked. I've tried. I'm not going to say what I don't mean. I don't hold this guy a grudge. I don't. I hold the Ravens a grudge. I want the Ravens to lose next week. And I, I lo- you know I love Lamar Jackson. I want the Ravens to lose next week. And that's the Chiefs where everybody are sick of seeing. Like, I'm not above holding a grudge when it comes to my sports. I can definitely hold a grudge. I- I've looked, and I've looked really hard, guys. The only grudge I think I carry is the people go, I don't believe you. You definitely hold a grudge over Baker Mayfield. Guys, no. Bring in a Bible. Bring in a judge. I don't care. So how would you have felt Bring yesterday? Judge Joan Sinneberg, and I would stand right in front of her and say, Your Honor, I do not hold anything against Baker Mayfield. How would you have felt I yesterday don't. if he pulled off the comfort behind win? Good for him. And knowing, but you, you're acting Good like the that wouldn't have dictated the entire offseason for us it would have on cer- this radio station. It would have certainly dictated a lot. I'm not saying that, but I would not sit there and go, Damn it, if he would have just lost the game, I'd be saved from all this stuff. No, what they did is what they did. And when I say it's, it's, What's done is done, and it's not done is that, guys, Joe Flacco played amazingly well. We don't know what what Deshaun Watson would have done in the second half of the season. We have no idea what he would have done in the second. Maybe he would have sucked up the room, and we'd really be in crow around here. He was out. He was out. Why do I just assume, which everybody brings up the numbers and how good he was, and people say 5-1, and I still say 4-1, and because I really don't think we want to open up the can of worms that was the Colts game. But he's 4-1. and I did think he played better this year. We don't we don't. Maybe Deshaun Watson and the Browns would be in the AFC Championship game this year. We don't know. I, so I can't say it's a given. If Deshaun Watson goes into next year and he just sucks and the offense sucks and Kevin's getting fired, then you know what? All you Baker nut jobs out there, you get it. You win. Congratulations. I I, I don't know what you're getting in your Baker prize, but you, you will win it. But I'm not going to look at this and have any ill will towards him. That's weird of me to do. He didn't make me. He didn't blo- he didn't block me on Twitter. He didn't say nasty things to me on social media. He didn't say nasty things to me personally. He was always nice. I have nothing against the guy. I have zero against him. So you didn't you didn't feel the need yesterday or going through the emotions at any time yesterday about how Baker Mayfield played in that game I, and what that would mean for whether we made the right decision moving on from him. No. Because it seemed like yesterday, no. court was in session for three hours. Okay, that's great. And I, and know, I by the way, I thought he played well. well. I thought he played really well yesterday. I do. I know we're making all these court And I've been the Baker here, so Basher. Fatlock's coming. But. I was a Baker Basher a, a lot longer, I even think, than you on this show. Well, and you get oh, into it. I thought I he played really, really well, well I'll yesterday. Tell you this. I'll tell you that this. was not his fault they lost. The interception, hey, we've seen that too. 
Um, I thought he was the only reason they were in that game because their defense was terrible. Well, we can get into it, Kim, but I don't know if you're going to be on the defense team or on the prosecution. I, I'm rooting against Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Why I'm not rooting You can hear it. I'm not. I heard you say it. People. I, so I you do that against Baker Mayfield. People, people are people do that. They believe you when you do that. I didn't say it. Like you that, said it. Pe- that's your voice, you've right? Played, you've played the Ohio State clip so many times. People think I, that's just me, like hiccuping in the middle of a sentence. They don't know that that's just thrown together. And I really don't hate Ohio State. I mean, people can go I back and hear it. when you said it. We have the Odyssey got, app guys, and the rewind function. I, I, rooting against I will tell Baker you this. Mayfield, clear as day. My, I, I, I do. I record my emotions all the time because I want to know how I was feeling and go back to it when and we I do the show the next day. And I record your audio and you say things then like it says this. this. I, I'm rooting against Baker Mayfield. And we had the game wow. on. We had the game on. We had it low, so I didn't hear Chris Collinsworth trying to explain the two-point conversion <laughs> that coming up because apparently he was well, doing you're Steiner one of the math. Blessed ones, then. He was doing Steiner math yesterday. I saw him, and I actually felt bad for him. He threw the pick. I went, ah. You want to go down, at least he went down swinging. But I felt bad for him. I did. 216-474-0092. Fine. You want to hijack it, hijack it. Did, were you rooting for <laughs> or against Baker Mayfield yesterday? For all the reasons that we just laid out. Because, guy, oh, 6 a.m.'s coming, Ken. I, feel, I felt way worse about the Browns 6 a.m. last week than I did about this week. All right, throw another log on the fire. It doesn't matter. I, I'm rooting against Baker Mayfield. 216-474-0092. Ken Carmen, Anthony Lyme alive on the fan. I, I'm rooting against Baker Mayfield. It, it sucks. I feel like my heart just got ripped out. But football is a complex game, but it's also simple. It comes down to taking care of the ball. It sucks because I know what type of group we've had all year that we fought to get to this point. We fought to be in that game. We weren't supposed to be here by any measures, but we believed in each other and we fought for it. And so, yeah, this this one's going to weigh on me for a while. I have ill will towards Baker Mayfield. Don't, you, get, you can't do that because people are going to think that that's true. It's not true. I do not have ill will towards the guy. So I when you take said. that out, but you do that and people are going to believe it, especially Baker Mayfield nut jobs. Because by the way, I'm right. Where are the phones at on this? Nobody. Nobody cares. I'm telling you right now. It's all this. You it, don't think Browns fans cared about I, Baker Mayfield honestly, yesterday? No, I think they care more about the Browns, Anthony. I think they but care the more about the Browns. The Browns did not play yesterday, and Baker Mayfield was still playing yesterday. Okay, so maybe if, if, if they would have won, maybe it would have been different. But I, I think that maybe there were some people who probably spend way too much time online rooting against Baker Mayfield because I think that the, the Baker Mayfield stuff, the wars, like at one point it was real here. I think we've all moved. I think people in real life have moved on. I think they have moved on from it. I gave people ample opportunity. 216 474 0092. Were you rooting for or against Baker Mayfield yesterday? Nobody's getting in about it because nobody cares about it. It's only a place that exists on social media. I have an email here from A. Brock, and it doesn't even make sense. He says, I'm glad Baker lost. I love it. He only plays well when his back's against the wall. As soon as the pressure is off, he comes out of shape like he did in 2019. Glad he lost. Well, I don't know if there's going to be more pressure than the playoffs. So I think the pressure was on. Well, he was also playing for a contract this year. And yeah. Now, I That's think a he's, lot of pressure. I think he's going to be handsomely rewarded. I, I thought he was going to be done with any kind of a guaranteed starting job. Yeah. And I think next year, and he's going to sign a brand new contract. I think he's going to make a lot of money. Like, I firmly believe. I, I, I brought it up to you yesterday or last week. I got the local numbers. Now, maybe I'll be wrong. This was a uh, Sunday 6.30 game, not a Monday night on a holiday, getting ready for work in the morning, 8 o'clock game. The numbers were half of what they were the Steelers game. Now, I know there's Steelers fans in the region. They were half of the television ratings in this area, in this region, market, than they were for the Steelers game. I'm telling you, it's an extremely 
vocal, small minority on the internet. I think plenty of Browns fans are in the same spot I am. Good, good for him. We got to move on. They made their decision. The bet is made. You either lie in it or you figure out a way to make it again. Like there's no other way around it. Because I I just gave it to you for what it was. Like right now, it doesn't look like a good move. Like I, everybody around the country is not going to say it's a great move. They're calling it the worst trade in NFL history. <laughs> All right, but I can't guarantee you that the Browns would be worse off. And we got some audio to play at 720, which I think it might really cement that I, I'm starting to think that he's going to give up play calling this year. I brought that up to you Thursday. You, oh, didn't, necessarily, you didn't necessarily knock that down. And uh, the more I'm hearing, the more I'm seeing, it seems to be going more and more that he's going to be willing to give up play calling this year. But we'll bring that up coming up here soon. I just don't think that people care about Baker Mayfield here the way the internet portrays it. I don't think they do. I think that they are moving They are moving on, and I think a lot of people are going, what, am I going to sit here and hold a grudge against a guy? They probably own his jersey, but they're not going to sit there and root for him and go crazy for him because they're, they're Browns fans. The Browns did, if the Browns were a three-win football team, maybe they would have been cynical and nasty about it and, and then rooted for him. They were a playoff team. You lost in the wild card. You got smoked in the wild card, sad to say, but you're a playoff team. And there's a lot of gold in the hills that you can you can go out and get. But it, all, it always, in sports, it comes down to an argument, mm-hmm. and everybody weighed in. But in sports, it usually on, comes down to a on, semantic argument. On Baker Mayfield. But everybody had a stance on Baker Mayfield. Outside of LeBron, would you say that Baker Mayfield, most, most polarizing, most talked about, most argued, Top Cleveland five. sports Top figure five. over the last how many years? Top five. Johnny's in there. Johnny's a failed More than Baker, though? No, because this guy actually has some NFL talent. Johnny had talent, but he wasn't able to use in the NFL. Got in his own way. 216-474-0092. Here's one. All right, Judy, the floor is yours. You're next up on the fan. Hello. Good morning. I enjoy listening to you in the Thank morning. You. Thank you. Um, I was rooting for Baker yesterday. We're trying true Browns fan family. And my whole family was rooting for him, too. My adult kids, we, were, we wanted Baker, you know, to see Baker do well. But, if the, you know, and then yesterday, if the Lions won, well, they deserve it, too. So, yeah. So, what, what, that, but, that, that's another thing. Am I supposed to yell at Judy? Am I supposed to yell at Judy <laughs> and say that she's a bad Browns fan or something? She just said she's a big Browns fan rooting for Baker. And, and Ken, I'm a tried-and-true Notre Dame fan. It's difficult to root for them in this city because there's a lot of Buckeye fans around. But, yep. Love, you. love, love the people, you know, there you appreciate go, the people they, they root for their team, but yep. Thanks for being a Notre Dame fan too, Ken. Well, you're, you're very welcome, <laughs> Judy. You Thank you very much That's for the call. Team. That's one of Ken's <laughs> 10 college teams. Yes. Well, it's good that she at least knows there's somebody not pulling for Ohio State. This I, time. I really I hate Ohio State. I really like Notre Dame and Iowa State. And you know what? San Diego State's on that on that list now because of Sean Lewis. And I like Minnesota. And uh, I like I, – well, well, we'll figure out the staff at San Jose State, but I got an eye on them. And, it's oh, funny because last Akron's week you my named – favorite. There you go. Of Akron's course. My, well, Akron's number one. They're a special spot. They hold a special That's spot in my heart. That's why they were the sixth team you listed. Yeah. Well, you know, you got you to gotta mix it up. I should, I should make a list of my college football teams. Ken Carmen has a top 25 I, NCAA poll as well. It's I should. I the smell. 25 teams he's rooting for this week. You know what I smell? Brand new power ranking. Ooh. Here we be great. Ooh. Let's get him in. I, I'm just, I wish people could see me. I'm smiling ear to ear. I'm trying to think of another college football team. I don't like Texas. I think they get way too sensitive about the horns down. 
They're way too sensitive about that. They're the toughest talking fan base you'll ever find. And then somebody does the horns down, and I mean it. They come apart. They Owen, take people to court Yeah, over they it. take people to court over it. Like, I, I, I got to get the dream team out if I make a reference. Mike in Cleveland. Mike, hello. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hi, Mike. Hey, man, look, about this whole Baker thing, I'm not rooting for him or against him. What happened with us with Baker Mayfield, I don't blame Baker. I blame the coaching in the front office. I do think we moved on from him too fast, so my gripe ain't with him. But if we would have set him instead of forcing him to play injured, we might have got a lot better result out of him. I would. I don't think, but I don't know if they forced him to play injured. I think that that was a shared responsibility, Mike. I think yeah. they let him do it. I think they wanted to see if he was worth it, and I think he was wanting to prove that he was worth it. And because if honestly, Mike, I'm telling you, and you can believe me or not believe me, and that's fine. The ownership loved him. Uh, the principal certainly loved him. I mean, they they really thought that he could be a great quarterback for him. And that year, it just sowed so much discontent. Mike, thank you for the call. It sowed so much discontent where if he would have just elected to have the surgery, there's no way they wouldn't have brought him back. There's no way. Because it would have been, well, you know, he played so well last year and these things happen. Every quarterback lineman, you say it yourself all the time, every great quarterback loses a year to injury. Maybe this was Baker's year, lost injury. But then just everything that happened, and again, the whole conversation of the of some players around him, a lot of players around him thinking, are you playing to help us win or are you playing to help you get a contract? Which one is it? Because you can be about your money, but you got to help me too. And I think that that started to sow the seeds of discontent. But I, I, I think a lot of people are just done digging up the corpse and abusing the corpse again and putting it back down. It's it, what's done is done, and they got to focus on the Browns. I think the only place that that lives on is on the internet, and a lot of people know that that's a fake place. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. Forty five minutes away. Lima likes is coming up. Where we might have to say goodbye to rushing the floor and. I'm starting to get convinced Kevin Stefanski is going to give up play calling. Coming up next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 